it's time to download an app that keeps your inbox free of brand clutter. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Welcome to the People in Tech Podcast, your resource for all things happening in tech. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. Day one listeners, we're back in the studio today with another great episode, and we have the lovely Cameron Segala, who is a co-founder of the app AdCaddy. For those of you who aren't aware, AdCaddy is a mobile app that keeps your personal inbox free of brand clutter by giving you a new email address and platform to use for all your consumer needs. Guys, this is something I've needed for a very, very long time. AdCaddy creates a personalized inbox for you where you can direct email communication from your favorite companies. So instead of me hyping up Ad Caddy. We got Cameron on the show today to not only share her story, how she became a co-founder and how you should go about with your startup, but also why Ad Caddy is something you need to download today. It's going to be a great episode. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a special guest on the show. In the building. Let the music lift your soul, sharpen your senses. And let's jump into the studio for this interview. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn for more content. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Hey Caleb. I am excited to hear what Cameron has to say about AdCaddy. When you mentioned it earlier, it sounded like that famous Netflix series where the girl helps people get tidy up and it improves their lives. Also, it's really cool that we have another woman entrepreneur trying to change the landscape. I really need some tool to keep my email organized. I get so many emails from all these stores I shop at, like Nike, Amazon, eBay, Claire's, the list goes on and on. Do you think Had Caddy is the solution to my problems? Yo, first of all, Sharon, I don't even know where you're shopping. You're a robot, and you're not even an AI robot. But to answer your question, yes, Ad Caddy is definitely the answer. But, you know, I've gassed it up enough. We need to get Cameron on. We need to get Cameron's opinion. We need to get her thoughts because she's the co-founder. She's the one leading the change. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, but, you know, excuse my manners. First of all, Cameron. Welcome to the People in Tech Podcast. We are so happy to have you. And we love to ask all our guests, how did you get into tech? Hey, Caleb. Um, So truly, it was by accident. Tech sort of found me. Um, I spent most of my career with Procter & Gamble in sales and marketing and then two smaller CPG companies after that. Also sort of in that same arena, client management and whatnot. So always on the product side. And about two years ago, I was honestly just sort of exhausted from the corporate world, like I think so many of us entrepreneurs are, and decided to take a leap of faith and to leave my job at the time and was presented with this incredible opportunity um, to start at Caddy with a good friend and colleague of mine now. So Cameron, for a day one listeners, what exactly is CPG? Yep. So consumer packaged goods. So um, in the case of Procter & Gamble, I mean, of course they have, um, gosh, probably hundreds of brands, um, multi-billion dollar brands. So whether it be Swiffer, Tide, et cetera, but it's a consumer packaged good. So I always worked kind of on the product side of things. So I saw a lot of how companies branded and marketed products and sold products. And that was actually really what led into AdCaddy is that my business partner also worked in that CPG product field. And both of us experienced this real tension between brands trying to market 
and get their story across about their products and consumers struggling to receive that in the right way. Now, Cameron, before we dive deeper into AdCaddy, we would like to hear a little bit more about the journey, the progression. Can you just elaborate on how you went from nine to five into being an entrepreneur? Of course. So it's funny, you know, I never labeled myself as an entrepreneur, I think because sort of out of fear, I I viewed these other people who did label themselves as that. It's just like these complete bosses who were really so successful in what they did. But in hindsight, I realized that really, I really always was an entrepreneur and always was interested in starting my own businesses and kind of guiding my own path and whatnot. But with that being said, after graduating from college, I took a job with Procter & Gamble straight out of college. And so I worked for them for about six and a half years. Um, in several different roles, I believe four or five. Um, I, I moved quite a bit. So I lived in Boston, um, sorry, Boston, New York and Atlanta with Procter and Gamble. And then after that, I took two other roles with smaller companies in comparison to P and G. Um, but probably for about another two years. So all in all, I'd say, you know, I, I spent about eight and a half years in that really more strict corporate world. Although I will say for me, a lot of the exhaustion that I spoke of came from travel really because I was doing a lot of traveling those days, visiting customers um, in different accounts and clients and whatnot. Um, But of course, I think that the other big piece of it was the limitations um, that giving companies, you know, put around you and, and just really not being able to like step outside of the box and think on your own and create and guide your own path, really own your own schedule, which is a huge, huge thing for me. So Cameron, what did you study in college? I studied, so I got two degrees. One degree was in business. So I studied international business and marketing. And then I received a degree in Spanish as well. Do you happen to be fluent in Spanish? I am. Mm -hmm. Well, not to go on a tangent here, but what I'm hearing Cameron is you've had a lot of good experience, both at big and large, well, small and large organizations. So my question would be, do you feel those experiences at both those different size companies helped you figure out what ad caddy needed and the structure you needed for it to be successful? Absolutely. And I, you know, I should have said this up front. I am so grateful for the time that I spent at all of these companies, especially a PNG. I mean, the training and leadership skills that I was able to, you know, really experience there were, you know, bar none. And I would not change that experience for the world. So to your point, yeah, it it created a really great foundation and then allowed me to sort of take that leap of faith when the timing was right. So Cameron, let's switch it back to AdCaddy for a moment. Now you started this this organization, this company with a colleague of yours. My question would be, how did you know it was going to be a fit? Were you the marketing person, he's a developer, or the, I'm the business person, you're the tech person, whatever the case is. How did you know this agree with the person to help you start AdCaddy? Sure. So my primary business partner, I've known for several years. We were really just friends first. We've never actually worked together outside of AdCaddy, but we have very similar professional corporate backgrounds working with products, uh, more on kind of the sales side of things. However, interestingly, I think our skill sets are actually really different because he is very much your, um, 
entrepreneur mindset, always kind of dreaming and has tons of brilliant ideas, working on a bunch of projects at one time. I am more of the executor, uh, which is why I'm in ops and the COO. So, um, so we do have very different skill sets, but also have very similar backgrounds and a common passion in this, you know, brand consumer communication. Okay, so what was the first conversation where you guys were like, boom, we have an idea, let's do it? Yeah, so he actually came up to me. Uh, well, he called me up and he was like, hey, can we get coffee? And I said, sure. He knew that I had left the corporate world and was sort of in the transition of deciding what was next for me. I had decided I was going to take a break from you know traditional work for a couple of months, and I did. And he came up to me and said, look, I have this idea. You know, we have similar backgrounds and similar exposure to um, frustrations when it comes to, you know, marketing and whatnot. And this is my idea. Kind of asked me what I thought. And he, at the time, he still had a corporate job. So he asked me if I would be willing to run the day-to-day business if he were to kind of have it kind of on the side for at that point. Now he's since um, come on full-time. So Cameron, I want to know, how are you prepared to do this startup? Some people have savings. Some people would just say, let's take a leap of faith. What was your mentality like at the time? And what advice would you give our listeners who are also looking to pursue their own startup? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was prepared financially. And I think that's the key, right? I mean, everyone, to your point, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people have dreams of leaving kind of the nine to five. I talk to people all the time about it, especially since starting AdCaddy. And now that it's been two years not being in the corporate world, but but the reality is we all have responsibilities, right? So you can't just leave your job if you, well, you could, but maybe it wouldn't be quite so responsible to just leave your job if you have, you know, bills to pay or, you know, pets or kids to take care of, mortgages, rents to pay, et cetera, um, if you haven't first financially prepared for that. So I did, I, I did for a long time. Um, and for me, you know, I was lucky enough to where I was, able to be compensated from the start, at least a little bit to help offset some of that. Um, If that hadn't been the case, I don't know that I would have come in full time right off the bat. Um, But, but the reality is in these situations, you're not going to get rich quick, typically, right? I, I think that maybe that's what some people see or dream of. In my view, it's really a long runway and, and we're in, in this for the long haul. We've been really dedicated to ad caddy, I'd say for about 18 months. And, um, you know, we're in this for like the seven to 10 year game and it doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot of work, but you're also committed to the long-term success of it, whether that be an exit or, you know, um, an IPO or, or whatever it is for your given company. I think going in it, knowing that you're likely going to sacrifice upfront, for the bigger gains down the road. Cameron, I'm so sorry. I'm such a horrible host. What is AdCaddy? So AdCaddy is an app that provides you as a consumer um, with a new consumer or brand email address. So very similar to creating a Gmail or a Yahoo account. But we also provide you with an organized standalone platform to manage your full consumer life. So 
you know, what does that mean? We organize emails that come in. So when you sign up for AdCaddy, you create your new consumer email address. So you'd be Caleb at AdCaddy.com. You go out and use that email address, you know, with, with Amazon, with Nike, um, you know, Ticketmaster, Eater, whatever it is that you follow, um, your purchases, etc. Um, we organize all those emails that come in by brand. So unlike traditional email, that is line items. So you might have, you know, 16 emails in your inbox right now from Bed Bath & Beyond. We would only represent that brand one time by a tile with their logo on it. And then when you click on that brand, um, that brand tile, you then enter that brand's landing page and have all the emails from that brand, which we automatically organize by marketing shipping and receipts. So super easy, quick access to the things that you need. So if you're going to return an item or you want to see you know, where you're at in the shipping process, or if it's just news that you keep up with, you know, you'll have very easy access to those items. Um, and then of course, we're still in developing of the app. So the app is fully functioning. It's free to use. You can download it in the app store and in Google play, but we're still in development and working on functionalities like auto marking, marking, automatically marking emails as read after a certain amount of days. So you never get to that point where you have 10,000 unread emails or um, allowing emails to come in as specific types of emails. And you might say, Hey, you know what? I only want promotional emails from this brand. I only want news from this brand, etc." So Cameron, you've been in the app store for a few months. We not only love you as a entrepreneur but a woman entrepreneur and a woman in tech but let's be honest there's always some challenges with startups and then there's always that additional layer of challenges whether it's your race your gender so what were some of the challenges you face starting ad caddy yeah so i mean there's always challenges and i think that the challenges sort of evolve as time goes by and the more experience that you have and as the app changes as well. So, um, you know, for me being a woman in technology, I think there's like the age old woman in tech problem that there aren't very many of us. Um, but I actually view it as a great and beautiful thing because it gives me exposure, um, and really allows me to kind of like have a big impact on this quote unquote. I mean, I don't even know if we want to call it a problem, but challenge um, that exists today. And I'm sure I'll be able to watch this change over time. You know, there's such a small percentage of women in C-suite positions in tech right now. But as far as the app is concerned, I mean, uh, fundraising is always a challenge. Uh, we started in friends and family and we're now more in sort of that series A seed round um and it can be difficult you know i mean sometimes you get far down a path with one investor and you think it's going to be the big win and then it doesn't happen um but then you also have people who really really believe in what you're doing and will write a check you know from one day to the next so um that's a challenge i would say for us the biggest ongoing challenge building an app for everyday consumer use is hearing, receiving all the feedback from consumers and being able to filter that and to understand what to pursue and what not to pursue because so many people have so many incredible ideas for the app and so many great um, 
things that they'd like to see or change or whatever it might be. And you can only do so much at once, right? I mean, you, you can't tackle all those things um, because building an app does take a lot of time. Um, so I would say kind of just really figuring out what are the priorities, what is going to make the biggest impact on the user and really change their lives from this, you know, digital clutter perspective and how to go after those things. So that leads into my next question. How did you get your first user? Huh. Uh, we, um, the very first users, we launched it to the app store and myself and my business partners all downloaded the app. <laughs> but, um, but from there, a lot of our, our users in the beginning came from word of mouth. So friends and family, um, people, you know, that we ran into at coworking spaces or whatever it might be before we really started like, um, partnering with brands to get our name out there. Um, it was mostly just through word of mouth here in Atlanta. Oh, we got Atlanta in the building. Well, my next question, Cameron, is at what point you're doing this startup, you have an idea, you and your co-founder are working, but you get to a point, and I don't know if you're a developer or if he had technical skills, but when did you start considering we need to build a team, we need to bring somebody on, we need to start talking about equity and percentages, things of that nature? So we do have a full-time developer. So there are four of us who started the company. One of, so I am in operations. There is CEO, the CTO, which is technology. And then we have another um, guy who's done more of like the biz dev side. And so from the beginning, it was an equity play. So different partners got different amounts of equity depending on what they invested in the company. And Gagan, who was our lead developer, he was in it from the beginning. So luckily for us, we had that and all four of us worked together with the exception of myself um, for free. And so we really believed in, you know, the success of this app and really how, what we could do with it. Um, so we never were in a position where it was like, okay, here's our idea. Let's hire someone. We sort of created a team from the beginning of friends and or old colleagues uh, who we really believe that the skill sets um, fit, you know, in, in something that we really needed. Um, but I would say a couple of months down the road when we had really honed in on exactly what we wanted the app to do. Well, I say we honed in on it. At that time, we had honed in on what we thought. It's since kind of pivoted and evolved and whatnot as apps do. But um, we did hire an additional developer. And so we hire an additional developer and everyone who has worked on our app is someone that one of us has worked with prior or a friend, et cetera, people that we really believe in and who also believe in our vision and our passion for this app. Um, and, and that's something I would stress, Caleb, is how important that is. I mean, people ask all the time, like, how can you afford to pay people to work on this app every day? And the truth is we don't. We don't pay people to work on it every day. We have paid people at different moments in the journey of it. But I believe that if you have a great idea that you're passionate about, you can so easily find others who are passionate about it too, who would be willing to give you some of their time and their capacity in order to work towards that with you. 
I really like that piece of advice because especially for a startup, you really need to build some internal trust amongst your own group. And of course, like as time goes on, those things are going to change. But if you can find some people who buy into your vision, buy into the idea that I think it's a lot easier to get the ball rolling. So like I said, not to be also not to be unrealistic about the fact that sometimes you do have to pay for things, of course, but I, I definitely think there's a huge network of people out there that you can leverage. Now, Cameron, before we wrap up today's episode, I do want to give you the chance to help promote and explain why our listeners should be using something like AdCaddy. Um, you would use AdCaddy because you enjoy keeping up brands that you love. So when I say a brand, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, Nike or Gap or J. Crew or Macy's or whatever it might be, but it might also be, um, you know, a particular blog you really love or um, a news source, events, Ticketmaster, etc. So a lot, you know, this kind of all started from this frustration of overabundance of marketing emails in people's inboxes. So you see people, some people have inbox zero, but a lot of people you see have, you know, tens of thousands of unread messages, but you ask them, why are you not unsubscribing from these brands? And almost always they say there's this like fear of missing out on something, right? Like you're going to miss the promotion or you're going to miss the new product drop with Apple, et cetera. But somehow you're not reading the emails, you know, you're marking them all as red or deleting them, et cetera. And our belief is just that people really do want these emails. They just want them in a way that they can control the process, you know, something that's more on their own terms, more dedicated specifically to these communications. So um, you know, we've seen hundreds, hundreds of people download the app and really have such, it, have it be such a game changer for them in their life to declutter their personal inboxes from all that information, but more importantly, transition it to a place where they can access it so easily. Okay. So help me understand, is this a replacement for a Gmail or Apple mail or any of those type of email clients? No, it'd be in addition to, so we strongly advise that you keep your personal email addresses. I still have my personal email. I have my professional email. I don't mix those two things. And I also don't mix my consumer emails with those either. So I simply use my personal email address for my personal email, right? I'm not also using it for seeking coupons or checking out online and in store, following brand news, etc. I'm just using it for my personal stuff. Okay, so Cameron, you've been in the app store for a while now. You've gotten some feedback. My question is, where do you see yourself? Where do you see AdCaddy in the next six to 12 months? I see myself sticking right here with AdCaddy for the short term. I mean, I would say we're in this for a good, you know, another five plus years um, to really get it to where we want to be. We have real faith in this app and what it's going to do. And, and most people that we speak to in the industry do as well, but it takes a lot of time. Um, so right now our biggest push is user acquisition. So getting the name out there, getting people to understand what AdCaddy is and see the value in it. And then of course, sharing it with their friends and family. Um, that's definitely the toughest part of the business. Well, of course, we're going to wish you all the success. And for our day one listeners who need this organization in their life, where can they go to find more information about AdCaddy? 
Yeah, you can go to AdCaddy, which it's A-D-K-A-D-D-Y. Sometimes the K gets people dot com. We're also at AdCaddy on all the major social media platforms, as well as you can go straight to the app store, search AdCaddy and download the app for free. If you use Android, you can go to Google Play, um, sign up for your new email address. And the one thing I would say is as soon as you sign up for their, your email, think of your favorite brand on this planet. For me, I love Nike. So Levi, whatever it might be, go directly to that website and get that coupon, that like first user coupon and just watch the email come directly into the app for the first time. It's super exciting. I'm a huge fan of Nike. I just ordered a new pair of Metcon, so I'm definitely going to be using those. Good, Um, awesome. I love it. And Cameron, since people might find you as an inspiration and they want to be their own entrepreneur and they want to reach out to you asking you questions, where can they find you? You can find me on LinkedIn, Cameron Segallo with a C. Um, I'm also readily available through AdCaddy. So if you download the app and give feedback, I'll have access to it. Uh, you can also reach out to me on the website, no problem. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for being on the show. And we always like to let our guests give any advice to the day with listeners if you have any for them. Appreciate you listening. And truly, we appreciate your support and are excited for all the new users, these kind of like, you know, leading users, leading the pack to really see the app and how it evolves over time. So thank you for your support. Well, day one listeners, you heard it here first. What are you doing? Get your phone out right now. Type in adcaddy, A-D-K, that K gets some people like Cameron said, and download it today. I'm downloading it right now. Again, Cameron, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Day one listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes every Tuesday. New content, raffle coming up soon, and more exclusive content. Stay tuned because the next few weeks are going to be really, really good. Once again, love interviewing you, Cameron. Love hearing about Ad Caddy. And we hope you and your team have all the success in 2019 and even more in 2020. But for now, we are out. Peace. Thanks for joining us on the People in Tech podcast. For resources mentioned in this episode, visit us at peopleintech.us and join our mailing list for more content. Later.